Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, yeah! Good day and welcome to our single. Hi, Bob. Nailed it, Hoser. How Nicely you done. doing, Paul Charchian? One I'm of still the, buzzing. I know, still, still buzzing, and one of the three finalists in our Guillotine League for all Z whiskey. Life is pretty good as we head towards Christmas, but I have lost to Jalen Hurts, the cornerstone of my Guillotine League team. No, no, a critical. A critical component to taking down Josh. Oh, my God. Of course, Josh is uh, crying tears because he's like, I got A.J. Brown and I got Devontae Smith and a bunch of other assets and weapons for Philadelphia. But, hey, you know what? Gardner Minshew's going to get in there. He's going to start dealing. Watch. Yeah, he might. Maybe. He might. I don't know that, that that would help Josh, not me. I hope you're wrong. No, I know. I hope yeah, you're wrong. Right. For him, that'd be good. For you, that'd be bad. Who is your backup quarterback? Mr. Geno Smith. Oh, which is shit. it's not the end of the world. That's you know he's had a nice year, uh, but he just lost Tyler Lockett. So ah, I don't know. I th- I'll be very disappointed if we if we come up two games short. Yeah. So here's a real life story from me. Anecdote about fantasy football. Oh, good. After being knocked out of Guillotine League uh, way early this year, like week four, something pathetic. I began to long and yearn and miss fantasy. And in my little pea brain, I said to myself, self, next year, get into one, at least one traditional league that Ah. goes the entire year Mm -hmm. just to be in a league. Yeah. Fast forward to this week, and I see a lot of posts on my internet feed, on my social media feed, of people in regular fantasy leagues talking about you know, I finished nine and five, and yet I just got beat by a guy who's four and seven, but he won his fake ass division, which is dumb. <laughs> and I lost so and so player due to an injury this week, and I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why that's I don't do this. That's <laughs> why I fucking hate regular fantasy. Yes. And when you're that four, you're you're like a four win team in December. You and especially knowing you, Zabe, you don't have to pretend you care. You know, if you got a bad team, you're just going to get knocked out of your guillotine league. You get out with your life. You don't I know. have to pretend you care anymore. I know. I think what I really should have done is I should have done the mid season reset league, which you urged me to do, which is possible in guillotine. Yes. And that would have then slaked my thirst appropriately. Even though losing in guillotine, getting knocked out, and, and you're facing it now, you're facing the guillotine yourself with the Jalen Hurts news injury news. Yes, yes. It, it doesn't feel as inequitable 
as traditional fantasy. It does not feel as absurdly chaotic, which <laughs> I think really am I am I wrong about that? That while it's yes, random and a bit lucky, it doesn't feel as egregious. Yeah, you know, uh, luck plays a factor in both. I mean, where you can where you get hurt, where guillotine leagues can you can get hurt with luck is injuries, right? You get like two injuries in the same, you know, early early game injuries in the same week, and your you know your chance of getting cut goes up a lot. So there's that. That's the luck part in the guillotine league that's more significant because your season ends. But you know the other, you know, but there's the you know there are all kinds of forms of luck anyway in it, and that's right. the one that that's the one that hurts the guillotine league. What about a regular fantasy league that was structured as follows? I would ask if you've ever heard of this, but I'm sure you have because you've heard of everything under the sun. Uh, a regular see a regular fantasy league where it's not head to head matchups every week. It's points. So you accumulate points on your best roster weeks one through 14. And then once you get to the end of the regular season, you take the top X number of teams, four, Mm -hmm. six, eight, and then you create a head-to-head tree to play the knockout stage of fantasy. Yep, that's, yeah, there, there are leagues that like that. Tell me why you, that appeals to you. You don't have the randomness of, you know, hey, I was the, I was the second highest scoring team this week and I played the highest scoring team. It appeals because a, you don't fall victim to the luck of, I always catch an opponent who has a monster game mm-hmm. against me, which yep. is unfair, patently unfair. Uh, secondly, it at least allows you to grind all year. If you're sitting a couple spots below the last playoff spot, to make mm-hmm. a pickup, to make a waiver wire move, to get some juice in your point total acquisition and get in, just like real football. So there are two ways people will play that kind of league. One is exactly as you described it. You don't. There's no head-to-head, and you just earn the points. No head-to-head, no divisions. Got. No head-to-head, yep, no, no head-to-head, divisions. No divisions. That's right. So that's one of them. You just earn the points that you that you got. That week, you know, so you score uh, 98 points, you get 98 points, and then you just add them all up at the end of the year and, and create a playoff. Yeah. And the other is, let's say you're in a 10-team league. Inst- you are playing effectively everybody every week for a win or a loss. And so if you oh, finish right. in seventh place out of a 10-team league, you'll get three wins and seven losses. And so you'll build – you're just trying to just accumulate the most wins that you can – but it's no head-to-head that way either. And so that's the other way you can do it. Yeah, I think that's the only way I'd want to play regular is to just do uh, points accumulation that then feeds into a playoff bracket. I don't mind the high drama and the somewhat quirky one-and-done format of the playoffs because that's how real football is. I just think all year long, and I think arbitrary divisions, even though I used to be a big fan of making divisions and naming the divisions after fired radio station Former coworkers. <laughs> that that, that so, was a sign. So beautiful. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the Aaron Trimmer North Division. Uh, Who was Aaron Trimmer? Ah, <laughs> uh, he was a guy that used to work production for us. He's gone now. <laughs> All right. I, I so anyway, it. so uh, last night at Lambeau Field, I wasn't there. Yes. I wasn't there when this happened because charge the 
Hear that? I do. Is that your ale coin coin right there? The ale coin remains the greatest thing ever, and I used it with Josh to leave at halftime. We were home in such comfortable time to get at least a decent five and a half hours sleep before the morning show in our own beds that I was thankful for it, and we watched the game on our phones while driving down uh, I-43 responsibly, mind you, listening Mm. to the radio call with Wayne Larravee, and then Josh's phone was using ESPN+. Plus. Because oh. you can watch the game on ESPN yes. Plus. He gets the yes. Disney bundle, so he had ESPN Plus. I've not signed up for the Disney bundle, I guess, because I don't get ESPN Plus, and I'm not paying them any more money for ESPN's <laughs> bullshit, okay? Uh, so I then punched into the NFL app. Yes. Not to be confused with NFL Plus app not to be confused with Sunday ticket because Sunday ticket even though you've paid for the whole league doesn't show you Sunday night or Monday night football which is complete fucking bullshit and the NFL plus app is the paid yearly subscription for $99 to get the all 22s and the condensed games and to be able to watch some select games for free over your phone that's different from just the NFL app which is available to any slap dick out there and apparently they'll put live games on NFL app alone. I'm saying all this charge because the absolute Byzantine rules of fucking <laughs> streaming content in today's day and age is crazy. <sighs> and and we're expected to keep track of all of that. And right. they all have different rules. They all got the right. Yeah, right. And now because you're a DirecTV subscriber, now you're allowed to log in to the NFL app and you can see the stream. But if you were not a DirecTV subscriber, well, then you can't. But you can get a handful of these other games. It's there's so many rules. And, and if you, you never, right. And never. if you think that's bad, if you want to listen to your favorite NFL teams play by play broadcast and you're not in the exact area. Good luck on that, because then you will have to find it by way of TuneIn Pro or whatever it is and pay a subscription to get it. Or maybe the team's own website has or own app has a punch through to their radio feed like the Washington Redskins once had. But sometimes those go away for no reason whatsoever. And it's not clearly marked. It's fucking bonkers. Okay, I digress. So we're driving home. And we see that the Packers get the ball down near the goal line in the waning seconds of the game, up 24-12. And it's third and goal from the four. Or third and three from the four. They throw a pass, Rodgers does, intended for Christian Watson. He didn't see a hand signal, which is quite the topic this week. And the ball falls harmlessly to the ground. And they have a decision to make. Do we kick a field goal, even though the game's basically over? Or do we just go for it on fourth and two? Right uh, inside the five, they go for it on fourth and two with the running play. They get stopped at the one yard line. Now uh, the Rams are out of timeouts. It's first and goal at the one, and Matt Lafleur takes a knee because he's buddies with the other pretty boy coach in the league. <laughs> the two prettiest coaches right. in the league didn't want to unpretty each other, and so he takes a knee. And everyone who owned. Aaron Jones in fantasy football at that point let out a primal fucking scream that could be heard across America. Yes. Now, this there is a, one whole step that's far worse than that, and that is the guy who at the end of the game who is running unabated to the end zone <laughs> and then slides on his ass at the one-yard line to keep the clock moving and is shooing the touchdown, which is that, that there was one of those on Sunday. That is who another, did that? That is, 
I can't remember, but somebody did do that. Yeah. And he actually slid. He made the mistake of sliding short of the uh, – he slid short of, like, the two-yard line where the first down was oh, by God. mistake. Great. So he, he tried to pull it off and screwed it up both ways. Didn't get the touchdown and didn't get the first down. To me, that is a, at least a little less egregious because it's a smart football play based mm-hmm. on maximizing your chances to win. Clock, yes. greater sign points. The kneeling on first and goal at the one is just, like in the case of LaFleur, was just, we don't want to hurt your feelings. Boo-hoo, right. we don't want to hurt your feelings. And that is kind of bullshit. But then again, yeah. if you went for it when you didn't have to, people might say, ooh, does LaFleur have the over? Right. <laughs> or is LaFleur secretly playing a high-stakes fantasy league with Aaron Jones as his star running back? It yeah. it invites questions, and guys can get injured on a live well, play yes. at the end of the game. And so I guess the bottom or line the for fumble, me. right? Well, that was the other part, well, the fumble. Yeah, you know, they're up you know, 12, you know, a fumble that goes 100 yards the other way. I've seen it, by the way. I've seen it. The Redskins once fumbled at the plus one, and it went 99 the other way from the Cardinals <laughs> in a game that mattered, too, by the way. Oh. Yeah, oh, in a game that mattered, the Redskins fumbled at the uh, plus one, and it went 99 the other way for a touchdown for Arizona. Someone out there, uh, emailers, uh, longtime fanatics, find me that game, find me that play, because I know it happened. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm a, uh, I am a firm believer, Charge, and win the game with the least amount of effort or damage to your players as possible. Mm. So therefore, in a 12-point margin with under a minute to go, no timeouts left by the defense, if it's first and goal at the one, take knees. Because you don't know who's going to get smashed up on a play, right? Right, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it makes sense. And here we are, week 16. If you th- Particularly if you, if you think your team's going to be playing in January, you you know you don't want to risk anything. You want to take all the wear and tear off your players, right? Yeah. All right, let's talk comeback. The monster comeback by the Vikings on Saturday. Uh, first of all, I've, I've commended you already on the podcast this week for being a way better sport than Jay is in these situations because <laughs> Jay got all pissy about the USC loss to Utah when I merely texted him, Charge. I said, nervous yet? <laughs> he responded with a, no, it's early. Very terse. <laughs> then they're getting more boat raced, and I go, now, dot, 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 are you nervous? And he replies back with a very pissy, oh, so you're that guy. <laughs> Compare that to you, whom I had to apologize because I felt I had gone overboard being mean to you. And your response was, look, I'm numb to it at this point. It doesn't matter. That was and, it at, doesn't, and it's true, too. That was at 33 to nothing. Now, walk me through the comeback and your emotional roller coaster as a Viking fan. So uh, there, it's 33 nothing. We're early middle of the third quarter at this point. And obviously, I had chalked it up as a loss, and I tweeted at that point, if the Vikings do not score a touchdown on this drive, they should bench all their starters, Ooh. which is legitimately true. That's, I mean, at that point, if you don't get the touchdown there, then I think you should be thinking about the health and That's safety a- of your January-bound players. Very valid point. And then they get this touchdown and they score another touchdown. And at 1433, I'm still not thinking there's a chance 
But <laughs> then, uh, you know, then you see uh, all the bad play calling, the conservative play calling. There's no Jonathan Taylor. Next thing you know, this thing's starting to roll the Vikings way. And I'm starting to be a believer because, Dave, this keeps happening to this team. This team keeps doing this. It's playing out the exact opposite of last year where the team found all these ways to lose all these short, these close games. Now this team is doing it. And when it got to be a one touchdown game at that point, I'm like, we're going to win this thing by God. Somehow the Minnesota Vikings are going to come back and we're going to be talking about the biggest comeback in, in the history of the league. And they did it. it. It's unbelievable. The two best games in the entire NFL schedule, this year have been Vikings last week and Vikings against Bills. The most unbelievable comebacks there have been this season. And I, I get like, you, know, you get one of these a decade normally as a part of a fan base. I got two within the span of six weeks. It's been unbelievable. Were you watching alone at home working? Uh, my wife was next to me. Okay. Were you jumping up and down doing giddy dances? Like a little um, kid, or were I, you... I was, yeah. There was there was some high fiving. There was arms in the air. There was some clapping. I got into this. I did. Okay. Uh, did you ever once think to film yourself watching the comeback to post to social media, or do you feel no. like you're too old to do that and it's douchey and cringy? It is. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't selfie myself in that moment. I don't think. Now that said, now let's just say. I've never been part of a Super Bowl. You have. You were there for 91 Super Bowl, right? You've been. You've lived I was, quote, Bowl. there, but I watched that game in California with a mm. bunch of UC Santa Barbara uh, college roommates. And so, therefore, it wasn't nearly as fun as it could have been. I was surrounded no. by ass. I was surrounded by assholes who wanted the Redskins to lose and lose badly. <laughs> that takes a lot of the fun out of it. Jeez. Well, you know, it did. But guess what? As they started to win, I started talking more and more shit oh, to the point like where that. to the point where one of my roommates, Craig Hinchman, turned off the TV sneakily <gasps> with the remote control. And then walked out of the room, and I was like, "Where is it? Where? Where's it? Where's the thing? You know, like you asshole, don't do that. Don't be a baby." Uh, oh God, that's great. <clears throat> yeah. So okay, so every year I hold a big Super Bowl party, and you know, it's like you know, I don't know, big. It's like eighty people. That's like big. That. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah, it's a, Thanks it's a lot. Thanks for the of invite, by the way. Yeah, you're not welcome. <laughs> um, and <laughs> we don't take your type here. Fair enough. And so let's say hypothetically, if your team's in it, which obviously again, I've ne I've never experienced this. Vikings make it. Would it be weird to set up a camera in some corner discreetly and film one of the TVs where it's going and, and everybody's reactions as it's happening? Would it be weird, or would you want to have that moment? Would you want to have capture that moment? Oh no! You, if the Vikings make the Super Bowl, you have to set up a camera like that, or a couple cameras, or maybe even a, put a camera in the bathroom. I'm just saying. I mean, it'd be weird, but you should just the bathroom, <laughs> bathroom the cam bathroom plus. Yeah. Now, would you would you tell the partygoers? Oh, by the way, there's a camera up in the corner, just so you know. Or would you want it to be sneaky, sort of like a nanny cam? Hmm? Yeah, nanny cam it, baby. Yeah, maybe so you get more like true, you know, and it's not like it's not like people are shirtless. I mean, it's not like, you know, women are exposing themselves. No, but or, you know, you know what, It's a regular party. There's kids and stuff. If the Vikings were to finally scratch the primal itch that is no Super Bowls, 
then you would want that digital asset, that living, breathing, audio-infused memory forever. I think it'd be great. I would love to have a digital asset, even though there was no digital media back in 1983, but I'd love to have video of our family in my mm. ancestral home of 7903 Stirrup Cup Lane, McLean, Virginia. Don't look it up on Google Maps, you perverts. Uh, <laughs> of us watching John Riggins on fourth and one break the grasp of poor Don McNeil of the Dolphins and rumble 44 yards for a touchdown. I would love to have it because I remember yes. it vividly, Charge, we all jumped off the couch and were bouncing up and down screaming like crazy. I, I wish I had that video or it would be super eight film maybe who knows it would all it would have been like those old vhs the, you know that was the vhs era yeah. right and they had the gigantic vhs cameras yeah we didn't own one of those in 83 that was an expensive item that was, that was. I didn't an item that for either. doctors my dad had a super 8 film camera which has mm-hmm. the priceless zabin family memories on it but that doesn't include audio Yes, you're right. They didn't have audio back then. That's exactly right. That's a relic from the late 60s, early 70s. My parents had one too, yeah. but nobody was using it in the 80s. I don't no, think because there was a super eight then. There was an awkward transition where everyone was kind of like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what am I? The fucking, uh, 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 what's the uh, Hollywood uh, duo? I can't think today. The Marks, not the Marks Brothers, but uh, maybe it was the Marks. Abbott and Costello. The black. And, who are the Who are the black and white silent film stars of Hollywood? Uh, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. Okay, yeah. What is that we, what you're thinking? Yeah. What are we, Laurel and Hardy here, filming stuff with no sound in 1984? For God's sakes! Like we knew yeah. that professional. We knew that consumer level camcorders existed. They were just way too fucking expensive for the middle class. Right. Right. That is that in that era. That is exactly the case. Now, that is, I mean, you know, this is something you are holding with you. You've got two Super Bowl wins as a fan, your, your, your life. You know, one of the things, and you and I may have talked about this after the Vikings won the Buffalo game. It's, you know, it, those are the moments that refresh your fandom, that, that add water to the well of your fandom. And when you go through the droughts and, the, you know, the well is going down and down and down, you need to have these things that bring you back to your fandom for your team. And you need to have these moments. And as a Viking fan, I haven't had many of these. No, this is, you know, this is, it's resurgent for my, my sense of loyalty and fandom to my team. Also in the mix in this comeback was one of the most egregious quick whistles on what should have been a thumb six to pull you guys within two points. That was not fixable or did not get fixed via replay. One of many egregious errors in Trey Blake's crew. He's been, to me, maybe one of the shittier new refs in the league. Now, you, there were two. You know, you, you may have missed the earlier one. Same guy, Chandon Sullivan, former Packer, had two absolute lock touchdowns taken away from him on early whistles. And refs are, you know, refs are, they've been trained. They've been trained. Do not blow the whistle early because you can't undo a blown whistle. You can't review that. There's nothing you can do. And yet, here we are, two touchdowns taken away from the Vikings. Man, if you had lost that game, there you guys be screaming bloody murder on radio. Maybe you were screaming bloody murder anyway on radio this week, despite the fact that you won the game. I know this, the great Paul Allen, maybe the best play-by-play man in the league, Sorry, Packer fans, for admitting that 
By the way, I got yelled at by a Packer fan that I shouldn't have you on the podcast because you're an enemy. And I'm like, bro, I'm 54 years old. I ain't got time for this shit. Anyway, uh, Paul Allen, though, you know, a bit a bit polarizing. He's pretty salty in some of these comments. Here was a cut-up, a minute cut-up on Twitter about some of the things he was ripping on, including the referees and uh, the Colts punter. Who's the Colts punter? Um. Whoever is he is, the he current sucks. Col- the current Colts punter? The current Colts no punter sucks so bad that your boy Paul Allen wouldn't stop talking about how shitty he was. Fake a punt and blow it. Snap. Hawk. <laughs> left-footed punt. Bad punt. Rager runs up on it. Their punter's terrible. Flag comes in. <laughs> this referee called, um, officiating his first Viking game, Trey Blake. I hope you never come back again. Empty snap. Another four-man rush. Throws left to Jefferson, who's blasted by Stephon Gilmore, who should be thrown out of the game. Stephon Gilmore should be thrown out of the game for that hit. And he's lucky that somebody doesn't come off the sideline and whoop his butt. <laughs> and it's intercepted at the three-yard line. For some reason, Jalen Rager stopped running the route. Yeah, get him off the field. Are you kidding me with this Jalen Rager move? What are we? By the way, has the former Eagle who's been a bust has he sucked? Which I'm sorry, who? Jalen Rager. Oh God, he's horrible. He cost. He he caused both of both of uh, Kirk's interceptions. Uh, Kirk's interceptions yeah, were on Rager. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're talking about right now. Doing that's yeah. the second interception. <laughs> That Cousins is thrown, trying to get the ball to Jalen Rager. The other one was the pick. Notice they don't have Stephon Gilmore on Jefferson anymore. Funny how that works out. Second and fourth. <laughs> how the heck is this guy in the league? Bounces at the 15. Of course, it takes a bad bounce for the Colts because their punter's terrible. <laughs> Let Jefferson get up. That's a the flag. They threw the flag. Well done. Well there done. We well done, you cheaters. Go ahead and keep cheating. <laughs> Man, your boy Paul Allen they, was on one on that. I game. think I think this is what people want from their hometown oh, announcer. A thousand right? percent, a thousand percent. I mean, if you hate on it, it's because you're just you know a bear or a Packer fan that hates the Vikings. It, yes, it's it's what pro it's what hometown announcer should be should be like pro wrestling. Should be like pro wrestling. And I'm actually surprised that Paul Allen gets away with some of this stuff, that he's not called in by the league office to go, look, you can't say, Trey Blake, I hope you never come back. So that said, we got to talk about the other major controversy officiating, which is the Terry McLaurin lining up in the wrong spot yes. call in the at the end of the Washington-New uh, York game. On a scale of one to egregious, I think it's an 11 what do you think? So again, the the bit on this play is uh, that Terry McLaurin uh, is lining up on the right side of the field, and he's trying to figure out if he's on if he's if he can if he's on the line of scrimmage or if he's behind the line of scrimmage, right? And he turns to the referee on the sideline and gives like it gets tries to get like a thumbs up symbol, right? Yeah, uh, thumbs up. Am I good? Right. And and referee gives him uh gives him a yeah gives him a nod right or a look up, it look like it looks like the ref gave him an acknowledgement that he was seeking guidance on being legally lined up and did not give him the overt signal of no no you need to scooch up to be legal which is the sort of courtesy the unwritten rule per se as to how that it is administered right so then McLaurin stays where he is. And then, and then it's the moment the ball's hiked, it's a penalty. And McLaurin is like, is apoplectic, and I don't blame him. Like, what the hell, dude? You just told me I'm okay. And now then brings him up. And, of course, everybody wants to know why. 
why would you do this? Yeah, it's it's a bad thing. The league has got to get their arms around this sort of. Uh, I'm not sure what the word would be. They got to get their arms around the way this is administered. You shouldn't be asking for the referees for help, and the and the rules should not be so strict and arcane as to penalize for being literally four inches off of a mark that you really can't see when you're 20 yards from the ball. Right? Yes. Correct. But, correct. But yeah, the the thing that really got people crazed was that the referee put his hand on his flag like reaching for his gun before the ball was even yeah. snapped how about that he yes. knew he was going to ring him up he knew it it's exactly and so you know this is where the league has got to be careful because the one thing the nfl has had going for it unlike the nba is that no matter how bad the calls sometimes get i don't think anyone has really felt that the nfl's had their thumb on the scale like the nba does right well, no, to this, I think for the most part, people don't question the integrity of the league. And when you look at what they did to Calvin Ridley, integrity of the <laughs> league, right? Well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far to say the league has integrity, but in terms of its officiating, I don't feel like they've got their thumb on the officiating scale to influence who they want to win particular games. But they can't, like, just like they say, the definition of conflict of interest mm-hmm. is an appearance of conflict of interest. If you have the mere appearance of a conflict of interest, you have a conflict of interest and you must recuse yourself because the public won't believe that, oh, yeah, you'd benefit by this legislation for a real estate project downtown, but you swear you had nothing to do with it. Did you see NFL rigged was yes. trending on Twitter? Yeah, right? and, I, is, and, I, and I understand I don't why. That I, yeah. I don't remember it either. And I'm not saying it's a you know primal threat to the league. The league cannot be killed. The league's no. product is so fucking good. It's a juggernaut. It's There's, absolute they juggernaut. Do, they can do no wrong. Exactly. And it's things like Vikings coming back 33-0 to zero on a nationally televised game that happens people check out on. And then everybody, even if you're not a Vikings fan, it's the only game on, the whole world is like, Oh, dude, you got to see this. They've actually come back, and you know whatever. It all, it, this, there's yeah. always drama. They always, it always, they manufacture it in ways yeah. that is stranger than fiction. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Did you uh did you uh uh did you know anybody that ailed the game in Minnesota that left early? Uh I don't personally. Many people acknowledge it. I asked on Twitter, you know, if you left, you know, if you left early or if you turned off the game, you know, what you know, and now you're coming back, what's your story? 
And I got a lot of, I got a lot of people, including many, by the way, say, who left the Minneapolis Miracle game five years ago <laughs> and the Colts game. They left wow. both like signature, <laughs> signature moments in Minnesota history because they don't have a Super Bowl. We've only got these plays in these couple of games that are very big deals. And some people left both early. And what would Zabe have done? Would you have flipped the coin? Would you have simply gone home? At what point would Zabe have checked well, out? Here's the thing. The ale coin is not absolute. There are caveats, unwritten rules, exemptions, and other qualifiers. Oh, look at this. And it lands on stay. The ale coin for playoff games is out of play. If it's a playoff game, you stay to the end. That's Mm. my personal belief. Okay. If it's a Saturday game, which this was for Viking fans, and a Saturday afternoon game, and you've got a beautiful Mm -hmm. downtown stadium. Am am I allowed to say that, uh, Packer? (laughs) Diehards? Jesus. Uh, Then there's even less reason to leave early, because where are you going? It's Manny's. a Saturday night. I can, go, I can walk to Manny's from there, Zabe. Well, then walk, then walk after the game. So, in other words, the impetus to beat traffic is to make your life more efficient and not put you behind the eight ball for work or school the next day or have you sitting in a parking lot for hours on end. I don't think the traffic exodus from U.S. Bank is that terrible, is it? Um, well, because... Because it is situated downtown, every block has a light, right? Yeah. So, you know, there it is. It's kind of a hassle to get out of U.S. Bank Stadium, unfortunately. Okay. Well, when we yeah. went up there two years ago for uh, the game against the Packers and you guys won yeah. the field goal, uh, we stayed to actually see the field goal. Now, we were striding through the concourse when the field goal went through, but that counts as staying <laughs> to the end. <laughs> we were not in our seats, Charge, but we were striding to the You're door. You're technically on premises for that. Yeah, because we had, we, it. yeah, because it was a noon game and we had a five and a half hour drive back to Milwaukee. So we really didn't want to stay any longer than we had to, but we stayed to the end because we were committed. It was a close game. And so there you go. Um, so that's a caveat to consider. Is it a Saturday game? Is it a playoff game? Where's the stadium? Is it downtown where you could go have a drink afterwards and let the traffic settle down? That's a consideration. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, 33 nothing. you get all the permission in the world to fucking beat it. It's over. And if you miss that historic comeback, so be it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a one in, uh, I think there has been 12... 100 games in NFL 15, history. Yeah, 1,500. 1,500 games. games that have been yeah. a 33-point lead or better. And this was the first one that ended up in a win. That is correct. Uh, and this also, by the way, this is also uh, Kirk Cousins now, two historic comebacks in this season, all-time comebacks. What was the uh, comeback against the Bills? Twenty Down 20 at half. Down 20 at half. He was down 24 nothing in the first half to the Buccaneers when he was a Redskin. That prompted the you like that comments. Yes. He guided yeah. a uh, uh, overtime drive to beat the Saints in the playoffs in one of the most hostile places in the league against Drew Brees. And now he has this one, but people still think he sucks. They still think he sucks, yeah. And that's uh, – you know, it's it's amazing to me how dumb my fan base is on this particular, uh, particular it's issue. Incredible. It's just it's, it, it is. They've, they've slowly started to – the tide has turned, but here's the funny thing, right? 
all it takes is like the one interception. When he threw the pick six last Saturday, right? Uh, you know, I, I got a stream of vitriol. Sure, like, that comes sure. and they come at me. By the way, right? Because I'm on Twitter. Kirk's not on Twitter. Whatever they, they all, it's it's all hitting. Me. Actually, he but is. That's on, all it takes. He is on Twitter, by the way. He is, but he doesn't. He doesn't answer those. You know, I'm there. You're I'm right. The, You're I'm front the embodiment. Line. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> you are. You are the Baghdad Bob. Remember him from the Gulf War? <laughs> yes, I do. That's right. No, the no. Baghdad. The forces are being repelled outside the Abu Ghraib airport. We have the Americans right where we want them. As bombs right. are going off That's left right. and right. You're the Baghdad Bob for Kirk. But yeah, Kirk is on Twitter because he had a funny tweet the other day. He said, "Can somebody please explain to me?" The difference between Eddie Bauer, Land's End, <laughs> and there was a third brand of like outerwear. Like J. Crew or yeah, something? Yeah, not quite. Yeah, not quite. But yeah. it was it was three things that was basically the same. And I was like, huh, that's kind of funny, actually. I don't know what the fucking difference is. <laughs> they all sell flannels. All right. On the way like out it. the door here, Charge, the Willie. Well, Mc- yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. Go, before go ahead. One more thing. Just one more thing. I'm leaving early. So you got, you know, you. From from Virginia, Washington, the Beltway, it's not like you got no cold weather, but you got a taste of a whole different kind of cold weather. And it's not your first time in Lambeau Field in cold weather, but you had it yesterday, right? You had it Monday night. Um, are you still a wind chill naysayer? Oh, God. For years, you were up in my grill about no. how I no. wind chill does not count, feels like does no. not count. No. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's easy for you to say. In the comfort of your living room, Washington. Wind chill's a whole different deal up here in the upper Midwest. Do I think that wind chill numbers are uh, manufactured hype numbers, uh, stats for weather people to get everyone scared? Yes, I do. Do I acknowledge the reality that windy, 10 miles an hour of wind is enough to get you going to it being miserable? Like one of the reasons was the game, one of the reasons the game was so pleasant, Packers and, um, Rams was there was no wind it was a cold but if you dressed appropriately lovely December night at Lambeau Field because there was literally no wind raking your face and turning your nose into an icicle correct correct it makes it makes all the difference honestly you know we're we're in the middle of a sizable cold snap here that's coming to Green Bay by the way. Oh, it's, blizzard. You're, you're going to uh, late it. late week blizzard. I'm leaving before the blizzard hits uh, Milwaukee though. You're going to have to you want to get out. Oh, it's I'm you know, out. right so you know like right now it's negative 2 here. Jesus and but but there's no no wind. <laughs> negative 2 is manageable. I can I manage the negative 2. Negative 2 is not that bad when there's no wind, but you're right. All that needs 10 miles an hour. That's the change. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole calculus changes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Here was the tweet. He said, can someone explain the difference between L.L. Bean, Land's End, and Eddie Bauer? That's what it was. Ah, Eddie Bauer. That's it. That's, uh, and by the way, they could all be the same for all I, for all I would know. Here's uh, one response was, Eddie Bauer is for outdoorsy people. L.L. Bean is for indoorsy people who want to look outdoorsy. <laughs> <laughs> and Land's End is for indoorsy people who need to brave the outdoors between the parking garage and the office. <laughs> That's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> that is really good. On the way out the door, holy shit, the Willie McGinnis video oh. is a gobsmacker. Have they fired him yet as of 5.40 p.m. Central Time on a Tuesday afternoon by NFL Network? Yes or no? Uh, suspended right now. I counted 21 landed punches. And he cracked that guy in the head with a bottle. Outrageous. Holy. 
absolutely outrageous in a nice restaurant where a bunch of other patrons were just trying to enjoy a nice holiday meal. Fuck Willie McGinnis and his goons to the moon. That's egregious. Settle that shit outside or through other channels, all right? We're not savages. This is a society we're living in, as Elaine Bennis once said. And what what did that guy do? Did they have some history? Because all that ah. he could have possibly done was said a word or two to Willie McGinnis, and he got a twenty one punch beat down, twenty one piece it. bucket of chicken <laughs> for one comment. Damn. No, I listen. I know what it was. You know what it was. He was fucking a woman. That's all it can be. It ain't over money. You settle money disputes in a different way. It's all about someone getting in with another woman that's what drives men fucking crazy they must have had a history must have and by the way willie mcginnis had his goon holding the guy down of course come on yeah that that's crap too makes him easier to punch it's a lot easier (laughs) 21 times (laughs) all right charge as always godspeed my friend merry christmas love you buddy you too see you next week bye bye take off Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.